Headliner Radio, the creative voice. We're with Sean here from the Zootons. Sean, lovely to meet you. Hey, nice to meet you too, Paul. Uh, where are you at the moment, and um, and what's been happening these last few uh, weeks of madness? Yeah, well, so me and Dave, the singer from the Zootons, we live together, and um, just which I'd never thought would happen. But um, <laughs> it's, um, I've been in LA for a while, for the past few years, and then I've come back to do a Zootons record again. And it just so happens now we've been locked in together. So we've just built a little studio in the house and we're going to, we've just been, really, it's kind of, it's been good for us in a way. Like, it probably has for a lot of people in creative ways. Um, feel bad saying that, but mm. it's kind of, you know, it, it, it is, it's, it's, it's been, we've, we've been, you know, the creative side of things is good, which is, you know, a plus to take from it all. Well, it is, and I think I think you've got to have some kind of plus for this, and, and that's interesting. So, I mean, you look at your, it'd be twenty years, wouldn't it, next year? Not to make you feel old, but twenty years since you guys pretty much formed in in some form, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Wow, isn't it? That's crazy, isn't it? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Sorry no, about that. Yeah. We got together in about yeah about two thousand something like that. We started yeah getting to like know each other and jamming a little bit in 99 and about 2000 we got to and then it was the first thing I think come out in about 2001 2002 or something like that but yeah no it's a long time so having a big gap um, yeah you know, you just you just realise you love each other and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? And it just gets it's everything's a bit you know we're a bit more mature and all that. So yeah, it's 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 it's, it's strange when you get to this age and you do start knowing people for twenty years. You're like, I've known them for twenty years. I know, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's mad, isn't it? I've started getting that recently myself. Yeah, it's a bit scary, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. But it's great, and it shows. It's kind of nice. It's kind of a nice thing. And for a band, you know, for a band to long, you know, you can count. I mean, there aren't that many that that hang around and and get on twenty years on, really. You know, I mean, apart from you know, there just aren't that many, are there? No, no. And I think we genuinely, you know, we we did take a big break, but we kind of we always stayed in touch. And I think we we only ever said we'd get back together if we were really doing it for the right reasons and wanting to make new music and Mm. make something really good. So. Um, and we've and we've done a lot of you know soul search and all that kind of stuff, and I think we're on to something pretty good now. So, well, that's but, um, brilliant. Yeah, we're getting down to it now, which is you know um, yeah, making the most of it. Yeah, amazing. I mean, just thinking back, because I'd like to talk, absolutely, I didn't realise you're making a whole new record. That's fantastic. So we'll talk about that in just a second. Just to remind uh, people that listen to this on the podcast on Spotify, is that, yeah. um, you know, this that album, Who Killed the Zootons, massively acclaimed, Mercury nominee. You know, I know it might seem like a slight different period in the band or whatever, or a different lifetime ago, knowing that for, for a touring rock and roll band. But then Best British Breakthrough at the Brits nomination, you know, that was a mad time, 2004, 5, 6, and of course, Valerie. You know, it, it must have been an absolutely insane uh, time to be alive for you boys back then. Yeah, it was. It was, um, it was, it, it was like, because we were signed to like a Delta Sonic at Indie label, mm. and then we moved on to Sony through them because they'd done a deal with them. But it was like, we we it went from like we sold like I think sixty thousand of the first record, and in the first six months or so, and like in the next six months, it went up to something like six hundred thousand, and it was just like something just happened, and it all we were just yeah, it was just all caught up, and it so it was like it, it was it was it was a great time, as you know, fun memories and all. 
Well, I can imagine they must be because, I mean, that, like you say, you did you did a load of great stuff there. That record, you had Tired of Hanging Around as well, another good one. You know, you would, you did a couple of really great, and then was it You Can Do Anything? Is that another one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so these were all, this was a process then. If I'm right in thinking, every sort of two years, it was the classic process of like, you know, we make a record, we tour it, we make a record, we tour it. Is that what was happening? Because it seems like it was like two year, was that a label plan kind of thing? You were just churning out cool albums every couple of years? Um, I guess you just get on that sort of a bit of a cycle, yeah, where mm. it, it seems like it's, it did start getting, it, it gets a little bit, I think, a bit like a treadmill in that sort of way after a little while, but kind of like, I think you just got to try and shake yourself out of that thinking because it's all good, you know what I mean? But it, you just get a bit, I don't know, it wears you down a bit kind of thing. That's mm. it. But it just turns out that was the cycle of things so maybe it was the record company or whatever but we just you know do our tours and then we feel like oh we want to play some new music now yeah and then we go in and write and then we just make a record so we could play new music and yeah. go out on tour again so it's, I guess that cycle is about how long it takes the first record we'd played the songs because we've been obviously been playing them before the record come out mm. and we probably could have taught that longer, which would have delayed the next album, but we didn't go to America that much with it. So I think probably a mistake, but um, we were kind of sick of playing the songs and we were like to the management, we were like, oh, we just can't go out and play these songs anymore. We want to write some new music. And that's when we went in and done Tired of Hanging Around. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like that, isn't it? And when, you, when you're playing the same ones, even though for some people it might be the first time they've heard them or a show, it, you've done it two million times. And it's like, Christ, how, how can you keep that uh, positive momentum going to playing the same track all night long like, or, or every night? I get that, I get that. I think when you're a young band as well, you know, like early 20s, I think Abby might have been 19. It's like, you just want to, you, you're so creative and you, and you like learning new things and you want to, do the new things you're learning and you think you, you forget that that you know it's the first time these people have heard this song but to you you're just dying to do new things and because uh, you've been used to doing that you know like as you're growing up as a musician yeah you constantly like there must be hundreds of songs that we've wrote and in the past before doing records and and just they just go by the wayside you know what i mean because you just want to do new stuff yeah, you totally. Think you're getting better all the time. That's so true, and I, and I think it's true of any artist. Your, your latest, the, the most recent song you've written, suddenly your best one, and you can <laughs> you can end up losing about three or four. And oh, now we don't like them anymore, and they might be absolute belters. That is true, isn't it? But then you look back and mm. you go, oh no, actually that's pretty good. We went bad there, you know. What I mean? yeah. <laughs> like, and so you might bring some of the songs back out again, you know. So it's like you know, start playing them. Which is yeah, like, like a full circle. They have another lease of life. Yeah, yeah, but it's like anything. If you, if, you know, we need to change, don't we? We eat the same food every day, or anything. You just get sick of it. Yeah. So. A hundred percent. I've just got one track up here at the moment. I mean, you might hate listening to it now, but I just wanted to remind myself of this. It was confusion from that first record. I love the sound of this. If you don't mind me playing a little clip of this, and maybe just take me back to no, how sure. you made that one, that'd be great. It's funny how it tears me apart Well first it breaks your head then your heart I should have loved you better From the start 
It's chewing at my bones and my brains It's working through the flesh that remains Why can't this feeling leave me And just fade away See, I remember that really fondly. See, I can put myself at that time. I remember listening to this record. Right, yeah. Isn't it funny what music can do? Like, does it do it to you as the artist? Um, sort of. I don't know. It's nice, isn't it? To be honest, yeah. at the moment, because I never <laughs> listen, I don't listen to their own records. But it's, yeah, no, that, and that was it's. it's uh, yeah, I do like that song. It, um, do you know what it reminds me of? Yeah, it reminds me of being sick on the tour bus. <laughs> when the video was getting made and I couldn't do the video because I was so sick so I'm not in the video oh no <laughs> that's what it reminds me of. oh shouldn't laugh <laughs> oh well oh, sorry to put that downer on it but there you go but no, no I think this no, a, no no what, no what I, li- what I like about this just some just nice good songs uh, and and they feel like they could come out tomorrow. So I think that you know that to me is a fairly timeless. No, I know that the musical journey and you you may be felt as a band you got better and better. You're probably better musicians now than you ever have been. But and I'm excited to talk about the new stuff. But I mean that progress, that first record, it obviously has a special place because it did some great things for you. I think it's our best record to be honest. Do you? I think we, yeah yeah I do I think it's like we're really honest with it and just like. Not that we went with the other ones, but I think even with the sounds and everything, like it was all pretty much done live and it was all on tape. And it was just like we were really trying to be good musicians and, you know, like play properly, like not like properly, but not have any, any, any like um, elements that weren't necessary in the music and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's quite odd sounding, really. And I remember Ian Brody saying, <laughs> he was like, I don't really want to double track anything. He said, I want your oddness to kind of be you on this record because I think it's what makes you sort of thing because he, so, Ian produced this didn't he yeah 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 and, and which yeah. he just left us be in that sort of way he's mm. not that he, he, he you know he, he's a great producer and he helped loads sort of thing. well that's the best producers you think they haven't done that much and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really they have yeah. just nudged you in the right direction constantly was that so? So he he liked the idea of getting the band in the room playing the track, and any overdubs that might happen came afterwards. It was that energy of getting your your performance and your vibe, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we did, we did it in Rack in um. Oh wow! Yeah, beautiful place. And um, yeah, it was great. It was great. That. And um, we done it in like a few sessions. We were down there for like a few weeks, and then I remember he come in. He was like, "Okay, we're going to call it quits on this and take a break." And we were like, "What? Wow, what do you mean?" And then, then we come, um, we come back and ended up like writing um, a few of the songs, like um, "Pressure Points" and "Dirty Dance All." I think. And then we went back, but I think he kind of knew we were spent, and that if we went back to our rehearsal space, we'd probably get a new lease of life, and that's what happened. So it was really, in that way, he really kind of you know mentored us a little bit in that way, and he's um, a really good friend too. There's quite a connection, um, you know, in in your part of the world, up in Liverpool, and you know that people stick together. I think as a community, these kind of communities, Liverpool's a particularly great city like that, um, where I think uh, you know the north, the, that part of the world, basically. I think there's a there's a level of community that maybe we don't appreciate quite as much down in London. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Mm. But London is a lot more spaced out. But it's like, yeah, because Manchester have it as well. I've Absolutely, that with- yeah. 
a lot of the Manchester people who are not like we had sound man who used to be in different bands but they always know each other and same with all the scousers too so yeah. I, I don't know if um, I'm, I, I wouldn't know with the London thing maybe it's just different I just think it. every time I've been up there it's yeah. just there's just always a great scene do you find yourself working with other acts now have you helped produce other bands or help you know mentor people or do you speak to young musicians I'm just interested what you might do um, not uh, to be honest because I've been living away in LA I've been just doing songwriting and, of course, and drumming yeah, yeah. over there and yeah. stuff like that yeah. so I haven't too much but yeah there's you know there's young bands and you'll, you'll see the need of a piece of equipment or something like that and you're like oh I've got one of them you can borrow or, right, you know yeah, what I mean yeah. and it's because that's what people done with us when it was like oh you know if someone who's they might have a spare bass or a spare amp and they, they like it and they want you to they see you working hard and I mm. think if you see if you see young musicians really trying and if mm. they're lacking and something and you've got it there you want to lend it to them or you know pass it on to them a symbol or whatever it may be i always like doing that kind of thing yeah that's nice it's nice isn't it just passing on a bit of knowledge or even a bit of kit great um, yeah yeah but i'm a bit um, i don't know i always take care of they want to know they're probably better than me already you know? <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure it's not always the case <laughs> um yeah. how did you guys meet ian um, it was through uh, uh, Alan Wills, who was the head of Delta Sonic. He's not with us now. Um, he, he died a few years ago, but um, yeah, it was through him and and that. And he was the big thing with it. He was like a proper A and R man to us, like sort mm-hmm. of thing. Like he used to want, like say, with Confusion that song when it was first wrote. The chorus wasn't there, and he replaced it too. And he was like. You need to go and write the chorus. What are you doing? And then <laughs> Dave went away and come back the next day. And went, well, what do you think of that? Like, okay. <laughs> so you know things like that, where it's like I don't know. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of parts to something doing well, and I think mm. nurturing a band through that you see now that what people were doing at the time. You just stuck in your own world thinking you're either crap or great you know <laughs> <at different> time. <laughs> no middle ground probably take it back again but this was another great one pressure point uh, and then we'll we'll move on to a, another little bit of your uh, career yeah it sounds cool Does sound good, doesn't it? The record sounds really good. Nah, that's probably my favourite one, to be honest. I think it's like the most buzz thing. Yeah. You know, like the most, um, like a bit of a sound that we got together for ourselves, I think. And that was, uh, yeah, that was always one. We don't think we'd always play that. Yeah. And and I love the snare sound on that, by the way. Ah, oh, nice one. Yeah, it sounds wicked. Um, actually, um, that, that, <laughs> a lot of people have said that, and I always say it's because there's nothing else there. 
it's right. just on its own so it can right. be as loud as that you know because it's like just totally no reflections being hit. Yeah. there's nothing else being hit with it so you can put it up loud so ah, that's why it sounds so but, good um, <laughs> that's completely right that's why we've done that all not the singing but um, all like the guitars and the drums and the bass and the sax that was just completely live oh but, brilliant um, yeah yeah so it was like just feeling good and playing like, yeah really into playing at that time so tell me a little bit I know you've probably been asked this forever and I'm going to have to play a bit of it but but you know talk about the, the Valerie moment I mean uh, that obviously catapulted you to a, a whole other level for, for people that weren't already aware of your work you're already doing very well anyway but that, that how did that happen? Um, just I don't know, it was kind of like we just went in and we'd been touring America mm. and um, David met Valerie and we come back home and we were jamming and he was like, oh, I've got something to go over this and started singing it. Mm. And then we started, we went and made it and then everyone was like, I think we knew at the time, I think my our manager remembers me calling saying, oh, I think we've got like a bit of a big song here. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and then they heard it and everyone was like, okay, you know, that. and then it did, it, sort of, it was weird, so it changed the audience in a way too. And it was did almost it? Yeah. like, not, not a blessing and a curse, but you know where it's like, it turned a lot of our maybe hardcore fans off or something like that because mm. it's like it's like one of them things and everyone wants to be like your secret band or something when it's a bit of a odd band that you like. But then we, I think when we got a bit popular and started going on TV and all that, people were like, oh, that's not cool or whatever. It's <laughs> funny, isn't it? It's like, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I know I have mates, I, I know people like that where they'll love, they'll love a band or love a bit of music or even a bit of art or a film until it gets recognition or a TV series even. And then it becomes, whoa, everyone loves it. It's like, well, it's not that cool anymore. I do get yeah, that. It's yeah. a weird thing, isn't it? People are like that. Yeah. But and that was, yeah. When, yeah. when everyone's banging on about something being great, I purposely won't listen to it and I'll wait until all that's gone and I'll just go right now I can just listen to it without <laughs> all of that like thinking you know if you might be in the wrong mood and you think oh what are they talking about it's rubbish <laughs> yeah <laughs> so this, this so obviously Valerie on, on tired of hanging around the band have moved a, a little bit I mean there was a consistency still to the sound I think but do you think I, I know you said the first record is maybe your favourite or you think maybe the best at least maybe performance or however it was done was the second one also done in a similar way or a different studio different approach it was done in, in a very similar way we were still mm. playing it was all live and stuff but that was onto we weren't using taste then it was Pro Tools yeah. but we were just still playing live and that was Stephen Street and Chenzo Townsend two um, great guys working. yeah 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 brilliant and so I think um, I can't remember why Ian didn't do it but it was sort of we just went that, that Stephen was available and, and um you know, he's got just done great stuff in the past, hasn't he? So it was, um, yeah. we went with him. And um, yeah, it was kind of like we wanted to just do it live, get it done pretty quick and get it out so we could get back out touring really because we were sort of like, yeah, itching to get back out really. So it was like quite fast. I think we might have done it in like six weeks or something like that. Really? That is impressive. Yeah, something like that. And they're all sort of nice, sort of single-length songs. I noticed in those first two records. I mean, I know it's your kind of model, certainly. Then, like three and a half minutes, three minutes. That was that. That was the key, wasn't it? Was that a conscious thing, or was it an A and R thing, or was it just the way the band worked? I think it's just what we like, really. I yeah. just think we like good, concise songs, but we always tried to make them a little bit like have like not odd bits, but like you know, we try and have a few little different sections in them and something like that to make them as interesting as possible mm. within that time frame. Because I always think 
you know, the Beatles, the obvious one. But yeah. I think to give yourself a bit of a, it, it's just a natural thing. It feels natural sometimes. Or you, I don't know. Yeah, just that probably is because of the Beatles. <laughs> it's like you know, you try and fit what you can into that. Like, yeah. thing. It's almost like the way sitcoms or something will get you know twenty two minutes with the commercials or whatever, but. Mm you've got to make something good in that. It's like another challenge in itself to make it interesting and to make it something a little bit, what feels new to you. So yeah. I think, um, yeah. And then we did start doing a little bit, maybe longer songs later on, mm. but I don't think it's done us any good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd imagine the shows with snappy sort of three, three and a half minute songs that, you know, again, your fan base probably wanted that as well. You know, and those, they were used to that maybe. Yeah, but to be when we play live, we'll always like well, yeah. extend it, it yeah. and, and jam <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and like that kind of stuff. Because um, I think we are more of a live band than a studio band, really. I mean, it speaks for itself. It's uh, no wonder it was such a success, and of course, it got. It, it, just, it does. <laughs> we were trying to get you all melancholy, remembering the old days. No, it's wonderful, isn't it? I mean, it's it's lovely. Also, hearing this, on, I've got some nice reference headphones on, and just hearing it, you can hear how nice and wide that mix is. And now, again, there's like an ambience to that drum. Uh, the drums seem to be. They're obviously in your face, but there is. It sounds like I'm contradicting it, but there's an ambience to it as well, and it's really beautifully mic'd up. It's uh, obviously, uh, obviously, really, really nicely done. I mean, that yeah, song, Chenzo, you know, yeah, Chenza, absolutely. So did you, I mean, he's a great guy. I, I've met him a few times. Um, absolute hero of a, of a engineer, producer, well, mixer. Um, yeah, I guess Chenzo yeah. mixed it, did he? Yeah, he mixed it, yeah. And, 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 and Stephen produ- so produced it. So they both, how it worked is we went into the, we were going to the townhouse at first. Because we done it in the Olympic and in the townhouse. Right. And so I think it was, I think it was the townhouse first. Yeah. And so Chenzo would like make it all up and then sort of, and Stephen would be, you know, producing in the control room and fixing the board or whatever. And then as we were going and everything was set up, as we were getting tracks finished, Chenzo would take them upstairs and start mixing them. Oh, really? And so there was like um, a simultaneous thing. So we'd be playing tracks and takes downstairs or like overdubs and then we'd go, upstairs to check out the mixes as they were going so that's why it kind of we could do it in um, quite a short time sort of thing yeah amazing oh, it's just, just lovely to see you must have worked and, and I'm interested now to hear about the, the later record um, the latest record the one you're working on some new stuff it, the different process the creative process has clearly just changed quite dramatically in those 15 years um, 
it, it must be, you know, I know you've got your home setups and they're probably amazing, but going from, it's quite, quite cool, isn't it, that the band's gone from working in some enormous studios plus also still delivering top-notch stuff from setups at home. Is that because you've, uh, do you think you've just got a knowledge of that over the years and you've learned how to do a lot of this yourself from guys like that? I think so, yeah. Mm. I, I was always a pain in the ass with them, really, and, <laughs> and like had a notebook and writing down microphones and settings for bass and all things like that. Yeah. I was like the the annoyance of the, uh, <laughs> the, the early producer. <laughs> no, but it was, um, so yeah, so after the time, you just know what you want and, you know, to tune your drums and all that kind of stuff. But I still think um, if, if, if you could get the right producer, I still think it it's, can add so much, just that extra person if you've got a mutual respect and everyone's on the same page but I think when you're not it kind of can you know, it, it, everyone comes away like with a, a compromise almost mm. in a certain way mm. or just like just not a good feeling about it that kind of happened a bit on the last record where it was like it didn't feel like it was a compromise I don't know yeah it just had a bit of that feeling to it we weren't quite happy with it they weren't quite happy with it and it was just like a bit of a a weird one really right okay and and and, and then um obviously now you're working on some some new stuff before i before i get to that because there was a sort of a hiatus wasn't there and then the band reformed and then was it end of 2018 that you did what was potentially going to be the last show and now you've got that vibe again to work together which is great yeah yeah there was um well unfortunately a very close friend of all of us died and um we done a benefit concert i think it was 2016 right. my first son was it, two, it might have been 2018 I can't remember yeah. but um and that and when we got back together then it was like you know with us all losing a friend like that and then realising you know that we were all such good friends and mm. the reaction from the audience was amazing so we were like oh, you know what this is we all felt this is we all felt this is the best thing we've ever done you know what I mean so yeah. why don't we do it again oh good and and how is that how is that in fact before I go there um I must just get this at Jaded Hearts Club Band um, oh yeah. Now this is really interesting. Before I get, because I'd like to finish on the on the new stuff and see what's happening next. That's exciting. Um, okay, tell cool. us about this Jaded Hearts Club. I mean, this is a super group, really, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not your That's in a self-professed super group member, but I don't, <laughs> but it, you know you've got what Matt Bellamy, Matt Bellamy. Yeah, yeah. Um, remind Matt and Graham Coxon. Yep. Um, Miles Kane. Fantastic. Nick Sester from yep. Jeff, and sometimes Chris Sester from Jeff. Um, we've got and Jamie Davis who you wouldn't know but he used to run um, what was they called no, um, Transcopic a record label and he was friends with all of us he, he was like one of the first people I met when I moved to LA and he's a London lad and um, he's just a really he just I couldn't have probably I, he just helped me so much over there mm. and he's just a really nice guy and then he's, he just happened to be mates with all of us and so one day we were coming home and he was just like, do you think he'd be up for playing some um, Beatles covers for my birthday? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And he went, Matt's going to play bass. And I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> and it was like, I think, it was like, you know, going around to each person, like asking them like that. And then he just sort of, oh, and Alan Rubin from Nine Inch Nails too, and his band, The New Regime. Christ, which, right. I should, sorry to get to remember. I'm trying to think, of, and Anthony was in the bit, but at the moment, yeah, the lineup's like, in the way it is at the moment it's Miles, Nick, me, Matt, Jamie and Graham. Wow, so where, what kind of shows are you playing? I mean, where, where is it? Is it just pure fun? You must be in your element up there surely doing this together. 
Oh, it's great, yeah, because yeah. it's like, none of us have to think about it, we just pick the songs to learn, and then um, we all come in, and everyone's just good musicians, but we sort of just start playing them, mm. <laughs> it's happening, and then um, we just did, I guess Jamie's birthday party was the first one, and then we played Don Howard's birthday party. Don <laughs> Howard, really? Yeah, no, Don Howard. Don <laughs> Howard. Oh, drummer. okay. Dom sorry. Howard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Happy days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the Fonz going to be there? But um, oh, okay, right. Got it. Okay. See, wow. Okay. Richie Cunningham's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great though. Amazing. So and then um, we've done some charity shows. We've done um, the Albert Hall, mm. the um, Teenage Cancer Trust. And we're doing a hundred club for uh, what's that called? And um, another, it was another charity to do with um, just a, a cancer charity. After, and I, uh, it's killing me that I can't forget the name of it now. I'll have to admit, I'll, I'll text it. Up yeah, sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, and, and then we've just done a, and a few other gigs really, but we've only done about a hand, like ten gigs or something like that, maybe yeah. eight. I'm not sure. But um, and we've just been in and we recorded a load of music. And uh, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say what because I, I don't deal with all sure. that. Sure, no, we And I just see what it ends up. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> there is new music coming out. There's new music like this is so there's going to be releasing um, new music and, oh, and there's things happening with that. But to be honest, I, it just turns up. And it's, I I purposely don't ask what's mm. going on so that when it comes up on social media or somewhere I'm like ah <laughs> it's just a surprise for me <laughs> yeah exactly well it sounds like it's a, a really nice life to, to be part of at the moment um oh, it is lovely. yeah you've got these uh, earphones haven't you the yeah. um flare pros just tell me about the journey and how you got to know that brand because i know that you're a fan of the flare stuff well um it was when we were doing the hundred club actually mm. um and naomi came along and um and gave us samples of the of the um the what it, the reference headphones and it took them away and uh, I just thought they were brilliant. All like the music I've been listening to just opened up and you could hear. It's like when you get um, when you're recording and you get like a you've been using like a certain preamp and you put a, a, a better one and it opens the sound. Up oh and yeah, you can just hear, like, it goes three D yeah. a bit more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do exactly. So, um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, and so I just started using them. And I was like, oh, what are these like for recording and for um mixing and stuff like that and I just found it really good because the speakers that I've got in the room like it's not great for bass Mm. so I'd reference them on them and then go back to them and they're brilliant in ears like that you wouldn't usually use them in in that situation but they're that good they they, they, they work as well as like over ear like headphones And the isolates, I'm right in thinking that these are the noise reduction these are the kind of things that probably for a drummer are very useful yeah, yeah, I, I really, I really like them. Yeah, because they, um, it, it gives you obviously it makes everything. It just yeah, you just walk out of the, the rehearsal room and not having ringing in your ears. So yeah. well, no I one, really like them, and no they help you with singing that, and all that kind of stuff. Well, when you're playing the drums, they help me for singing as well because you can sort of like putting your finger in your ear. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, good, good. So you're getting good value out of that as well. That's good. Um, yeah, yeah. So tell us then, we'll just uh, finish up talking about this new album, which or new music, let's say. Um, is there an official plan, or are you guys just writing, jamming? I mean, obviously, we're in isolation, so like you say, it might be, uh, you know, divine intervention here to get you guys, um, you know, back into onto the stage again. So tell us a little bit about, you know, what, what you're up to. Um, well, I think we're just trying to get as much done as possible yeah. now. And then 
seeing where we're at when it all comes out because we've got we have a few festivals um, meant to be playing in the summer and they haven't been called off yet so that would be um, Kendall Calling and the Why Not Festival later in July so you know who knows what's going to yeah, happen with yeah. them but we're trying to not do too many shows this year to really try and make a record sort of mm-hmm. thing and just put, devote all our time to that and then um, I guess I don't know, hopefully, it's hard to say, you know, you can't really make any plans, so we're just trying to no. really concentrate on what we're doing and just be writing songs and doing that as much as we can, really, and, and taking what, advantage of it. Yeah, absolutely. And what might a Zootons record for 2020 or t- sound like? Um, I think we've got a keyboard player. So okay. It's a bit more, um, I guess that's a new element to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, we've got a new bass player too. Jay, um, Jay Lewis, because mm-hmm. Russ, our old bass player, now he's, he's with Noel Gallagher. So when we right. got back together, he he stuck with them. Um, but he he gets up with us every now and again, mm. and just and we'll do just so we can show that we still love each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no wars in this band. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's a bit more like I guess a bit more. Um, I don't say dancey. I don't think it's dancey, but it's a bit more like a bit more open, just a bit more of a positive. We just want to. Especially now, we're just thinking mm. we want to do positive things and have positive messages and just be about love and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. It mm. might sound a bit, you know, whatever that sounds like, but no, I believe it sounds in good. it. So it sounds lovely, mate. I think yeah. um, that's what we want to kind of put out there and just, you know, yeah, just we want to just, I don't know, give people a bit of a good time sort of thing and just be positive in that way. And that's, I think that's where, if anything, that's where uh I think that's a nice way to finish and I think that, that that's a, a nice sentiment I think it's where we have to be it's great that you got a pal to be playing with uh, musically in the uh, in this isolation craziness um, and hopefully you know maybe end of July I don't know maybe maybe we'll be back by then um, some people were even hinting to me today in the touring world that they were hoping end of July mid July might be okay but we just don't know yet do we so we don't get overexcited but um it will be when it when it will be won't it um in the meantime we just got to stay safe yeah that's it and so just, um you know you know wish everyone the best and hope everyone is stays and safe as healthy and possible no lovely stuff and listen mate real pleasure to talk to you um and it was oh, nice you too, Paul. Thanks um, a lot. Been no, great. you're very welcome it was great listening back to those songs and uh maybe it'll go and inspire you <laughs> your own music nah, yeah. go and inspire you yeah. but um nah, no, best you. best of luck with it all mate and uh, love to see a show sometime in the meantime all the best Cheers, mate. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.